Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, April 11th. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, thanks to the power of technology, we got Tass Mellis. What's up, Tass? What's up, everybody? Two more days until I get to see you guys in person. Two mm. more days till we're in the studio. Okay. Oh, back in the classic factory. Oh, so soon. We got our top shot hot boy up there, Trey Kirby. Ayo. 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 The international man of mystery back from Aruba, taking it to the max. Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm. Uh. Lee good to have you back stateside. And uh, still filling in for JD. You see him here. I'm not even sure JD's ever coming back at this point. He looks like he's enjoying himself in the one photo I've seen of him in uh, in Mexico. But we got guest producer Andrew Schlecht. What's up, Andrew? Ready for the play-in, hanging in the yard for a couple more days. <laughs> yeah. No, forever. You're, you're, forever. you're here now. Sorry. That's the way it is. Uh, shout out to the stream team for joining us live right now on YouTube. It's sicko week here. For you NBA fans. So subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Make sure you like the show, comment, share it, all that good stuff. Email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. Keep them coming. Uh, we've got a fun week of shows lined up. Yes, Tass is right. At one point, we'll be, we will make our way back to the Classic Factory. But we got play-in games to preview and predict over the first couple of days here before we get to the actual playoffs at the end of the week on the weekend. But we did have some notes here, Lily. There's a lot happening right now mm. uh, in the NBA. I'm going to chuck a bunch at you. Mm-hmm. Then we'll get to previewing and predicting, again, the play-in games. But we had Joel Embiid becoming the first center since Shaq to win the scoring title. We had Trey Young uh, doing something Tiny Archibald once did, <laughs> and that is leading the league in total points and total assists. It's pretty insane that it's only those two guys. We got the Rockets finishing with the league's worst record. Uh, along with the Magic and Pistons. They're going to have equal chance at Mm -hmm. the number one pick because of the odds being flattened there. We had some wild 40-point burgers. Uh, Obi Toppin, Oladipo, Malik Monk. We had some crazy uh, triple doubles, too. I saw Trey tweeting about that. And then here's the big one, Lee, and I'm sure Mm. you got some thoughts on this. Uh, Woj yesterday, last night, saying, Frank Vogel is out as coach of the Lakers. And they asked Frank Vogel about it, and he was like, what? Uh, you know, he's basically like, uh, What's a I mean, I don't know anything about that shit, basically, is what he's saying. Uh, I guess the, it's going to happen today, according to Woj. So, yeah, Lee, what of those, uh, that NBA news there did you want to mm. touch on? Uh, well, there's lots in there, isn't there? There's yeah. uh, some good, some bad, some pretty ugly. And I think I will start with the ugly because that is the big thing here. The Lakers are likely to move on. It hasn't become official yet. He wasn't on the exit interviews, though, there, Frank Vogel. So he's done in LA. And look, he's um, the, the way they've treated him, I think, has been bad. I've been saying this a lot this season. We've known for a while 
that it's very, very highly unlikely that he wasn't returning this season. They could have fired him a few months ago and at least sort of said, okay, you're not our guy. We're going to move forward to someone else. Instead, they've strung him along like this, making him believe that there is somehow a chance he could uh, hang on next season. But anything short of a championship, I think, was going to be the death knell for him then. Look, um, Frank Vogel's been a good soldier. He maybe isn't the best coach. Fair enough, okay? But at least you show some respect to a guy who did bring you a championship. And I don't think they've done that. I don't think they did that even at the start when they signed him. He was their third third choice. They gave him the contract uh, for three years. He wins a championship and they sort of begrudgingly gave him a one-year extension, which is one of those, uh, you know, dead on arrival sort of contracts. It's like, we're only giving you this because we sort of have to. Uh, and they've just been so badly uh, in the way that they've shown a guy who's brought them a championship. So I think that's bad. I think Rob Belink is the one here who deserves all the heat. I think he's done a terrible job as the GM. If you go back to even in the, in the early days there, you know, the signings he's made. LeBron, Okay, but LeBron basically wanted to go to LA anyway, and Magic Johnson was the one who apparently finalized that deal. Anthony Davis eventually goes to the Pelicans. That's because after the Pelicans finally reluctant, uh, gave up and in return got a ton of draft picks and draft capital from the Lakers there. And then you look at what he's done this season. Guys like Rondo, Dwight Howard, Trevor Ariza, Kent Bazemore, just nothing uh, players for that team. And of course, that's after they trade for a guy who did not fit playing with Le- LeBron in Russell Westbrook, instead giving up Kuzma and KCP, who two guys at least fit in playing around LeBron. So Rob Polink is the one here who's done a, a bad job, but Jeannie Buss as well. It starts at the top. She's the owner. Uh, and she's the one who ultimately has all these decisions, along with Linda Rambis, of course. But yeah. ultimately... There's a Rambis. <laughs> there finally, the, man. <laughs> the Lakers have been uh, an embarrassment... Rambis. <laughs> an embarrassment of a franchise this season. There's no question that the way that they've treated people and uh, their coach has been terrible. So in some ways, Frank Vogel's probably like... I, you know, glad to escape that sort of uh, environment, but he's still a head coach for the Lakers. You want to go there and you want to succeed, and that is still one of the glamour positions in theory. But uh, it's very interesting. You know, there's names being linked with that job now. You know, Quinn Snyder. I think there's some possibility there because I think his time in Utah is coming to an end. Doc Rivers. I think his time is also coming <laughs> to an end in Philadelphia. If they, especially if they go out in the first round. Nick Nurse has been. Why the fuck would Nick Nurse want to go to LA? Honestly, he's a hero in Toronto. He's, he's a rock star, man. He can yeah, elevate well, the career okay. there. Okay, good counterpoint. Yeah, there's no yeah, reason. He was there's on Murdoch Mysteries as the coach of the Raptors. <laughs> he could be on like a real TV show if he goes to LA. I mean, Nick Nurse has has done everything in Toronto. He's loved by the fans. He's loved by the players. He's got a good relationship with the Messiah. He just signed an extension himself not too long ago. Yeah. I don't know why you'd want to reach yeah. uh, and go to uh, the Lakers organization, but. That, to me, is still – this has been one of the most humiliating seasons in the Lakers history. It would never have happened under Dr. Jerry Buss, I believe, uh, because they at least showed some more class in running the organization. But the last two seasons, I think, has been shocking for just the way the Lakers have treated people and handled their business. Yeah, what do you think, Tass? Uh, Anything to add to Lee there and uh, Vogel being made to be the scapegoat here on a brutal season, though the construction of the team left a lot of people scratching their heads? Oh, of course, it was the construction. I, I thought the construction of Woj's tweet, give, giving everyone the news was incredible. To quote uh, Woj, Frank Vogel has coached his final game for the Lakers, a decision that's expected to be shared with him as soon as Monday, sources tell ESPN. <laughs> I, I feel like the verbiage of these tweets is just, it's getting... It's getting nuttier and nuttier. I just just more nuanced every single month we get here. It's it's very creative writing. I'll say that. I think what the Lakers may do is get very very creative with their roster. My question is, 
if they stretch Russell Westbrook's contract, his 47 mil that he's owed this season, would it be smarter for them to just say, we'll pay you that 47 over three years and release you to be able to sign other players because they're pretty handcuffed uh, with the way their roster is constructed? Or as Mark Stein was reporting that the Hornets are somewhat interested in Russell Westbrook coming to their team because they want to clear up the books because they've got to sign uh, LaMelo Ball and Miles Bridges to long-term deals they're still on their rookie contracts. I know it's a bit of a stretch, but they're paying Gordon Hayward 30 mil in these next two seasons. <laughs> Could Gordon Hayward and and uh, Kelly Oubre make sense for a Russell Westbrook in that type of package? I don't think it's crazy. They also are paying Terry Rozier 20 to 26 million in each of the next four seasons. So there, there is uh, something to be, I don't know, talked about at least uh, for Russell Westbrook, whether the Lakers release him uh, or potentially move him on to the Hornets, uh, which, you know, if they play him aside LaMelo ball, it sounds a little crazy. It would be taking away LaMelo's touches. Um, but at the same time, Gordon Hayward is their problem. <laughs> so it would be one problem for another problem, just like John Wall was traded for Russell Westbrook. Gordon Hayward isn't currently playing right now, mm-hmm. uh, and he's had trouble staying on the court. So I, I find that very, very interesting. Uh, Trey, what'd you think, though, of Woj's tweet, how it was worded, like Tass said, then Vogel literally being asked about it 15 minutes later? I love I love the idea of, like, Woj tweeting this and maybe Vogel doesn't even find out <laughs> until Monday uh, from the actual Lakers organization. Very weird. Uh, and then, yeah, moving forward, uh, would you want to coach the Lakers, I guess, is a fair question. I know they're talented with LeBron and AD there, but it seems like a bit of a headache, too. Oh, it's definitely a headache. Uh, I just hope they told him. I mean, it's only 7 o'clock on the <laughs> West Coast right now, so he can still yeah. be asleep. Just no clue about what's happening uh, with his own franchise. But um, I don't know. Yes, I would still want to coach the Lakers, because think about what happened with Frank Vogel here. He didn't have much of a reputation after uh, coaching the Magic. They were a bad team. Coached a couple of seasons there. He was going to be on the bench with the Lakers. And now, after the way things went with Jason Kidd and Monty Williams, he's got a title. He's got this extension that the Lakers gave him, which he's, he's been fired before it even kicks in. So he's got a year to kind of take uh, to, to get paid and take uh, some time off and figure out what the next move is. Because he will be in demand a little bit. You know, he's got a title. He can obviously build a defense if you give him players who can play defense. So... Yeah, a bummer ending to the way things happened with Frank Vogel, but that's kind of how it's been with Lakers coaches over the past few seasons, Uh, Luke Walton included. Obviously, he didn't work out there, but unless you're a Lakers legend, it's going to end poorly for you in Los Angeles. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I was not surprised to see that there are no front runners yet. Because clearly the Lakers are waiting to see who disappoints in the playoffs here, whether yeah. it be the Jazz, whether it be the 76ers, or <laughs> I mean, they're not going to get Nick Nurse. But, yeah, you know, I guess the Raptors could lose in the first round and maybe he wants to <laughs> turn, <laughs> try something different. Doesn't make sense to me, but you know the Lakers are going after a big name with this next coach. It's just a matter of who's it going to be and who actually stinks it up in the playoffs. But I don't know. I mean... It doesn't really matter who coaches the Lakers. The only thing that matters is if LeBron and Anthony Davis can stay healthy and play 70 games during a season. If they can, the Lakers will be good. If they can't, the Lakers will be bad. By the way, uh, where are we with tampering these days? I mean, LeBron's talking about, you know, Steph Curry. Yeah, I'd love to play with him. Wendy's saying that uh, watch out for Luka Doncic. I mean, (laughs) like this is where the tampering rules and fines are just don't make any sense. LeBron last year apparently and AD had dinner with Lillard. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Westbrook came over as well. Apparently, DeRozan was involved at some point as well. So 
Surely that is tampering. Surely LeBron isn't able to just like openly well, the, play- talk the players about it. Ha- are the out here. That's the thing. It's it's when Magic Johnson goes on television and starts saying uh, this player's really good. He'd be great in the Lakers uniform. <laughs> then you're in trouble. But players are okay. I-, I guess so. I guess so. It's just weird to me that like what difference does it make when LeBron is openly actively trying to recruit players to his team if it's LeBron or Magic? What what difference does that make? I mean, yeah. LeBron's. The most influential player on that team still. So uh, this is some weird stuff going on. Uh, Woj says the Lakers searcher expected to be lengthy and expansive with no clear initial front runner. <laughs> and I'm 100% on board with it what Trey is saying. It could be could anyone. be anyone, but they are definitely, uh, if they have their eye on one of these coaches in one of these playoff series, they probably are crossing their fingers and uh, hoping Say Quinn Snyder and the Jazz losing the first round, be it Doc and the Sixers losing the first round, and they get like one of these guys they want if if that's who they have in mind. Because you think it, they usually like a marquee name. I mean, they did settle for Vogel, right? I mean, Absolutely. it was missing out on who Monty Williams and Ty uh, Lue. Being, and, and Ty Lue, That's right. Um, and so Vogel was their third choice, and Vogel got him a championship. And yes, it helps when you have LeBron and AD healthy, but he gave them a defensive identity which they were lacking. Uh, and that was the weird part. They go win the title with defense and then they like completely just like pivot the entire different direction and give them all these old guys that don't play a lick of defense. And he's probably left going like, what do you want me to do here? Um, had to have been frustrating, but he's got a title. So there you go. Okay. That's enough on the Lakers, at least until they hire their <laughs> next coach. Play in previews and predictions tasks. Let's get this started. Uh, we obviously know these play in games. So, Let's start here on today's show with the two on Tuesday night, tomorrow night, and we'll begin with the Cavaliers versus the Nets. Cavs are the eighth seed, Nets are the seventh seed, so they'll be hosting this one at the Clays, as the Nets Twitter account likes to call it. (laughs) They're really pushing that, I've noticed. So let's talk about this. Keys to this game. It's only one game, of course. Uh, You win, you're the seventh seed, and you'd be taking on the Celtics. Maybe X-Factors and then ultimately predictions, but get us started, Tass. What do you got your eye on? Oh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. They end up in the play-in after such an incredible season. It hurts. It hurts. uh, But as we saw when the Nets played the Cavs on Friday, second last game of the season for both these teams, they suited up against each other. The Cavs are not going out easy. Even if everyone's picking the Brooklyn Nets, they play hard. Uh, But I think they need their most rugged, tough player back in Jared Allen to win this game because I'm uh, picking the Brooklyn Nets as well. Uh, But if we go back to Friday... I'll show you the reasons why they need Jared Allen in there because it came down to the fourth quarter and the Nets outscored the Cavs 35-19 in that quarter. And it was just an 11-point win. So I'm trying to tell you that it was a close game coming down the stretch because the Nets uh, are going to chill for a lot of uh, the game defensively and the Cavs are going to put up points. Darius Garland scored 31 against the Nets. That guy is going to score against the guards of the Brooklyn Nets. Ben Simmons ain't coming back uh, on Tuesday night. Evan Mobley back from an injury. He scored 17. Lowry Markin scored 17. Karis LeVert revenge uh, against the Brooklyn Nets. He scored 16. The Nets are going to score no matter what, uh, but they are not going to blow out the Cavs because I think the Cavs are going to fight. Now, where they need all-star Jared Allen's toughness is to prevent the stars of the Nets from scoring. And he's not going to guard Durant. He's not going to guard Kyrie, but 
I think he can really slow down Kyrie in the paint because Kyrie likes to get in there and Jared Allen is just such a good defender. He will deter Kyrie from scoring. Uh, so the star power that got them over the, the hump in the fourth quarter can be deterred if Jared Allen comes back and, and stops some of those easy ones. Now, uh, he's got an injured finger. He hasn't played in over a month, but he had a full workout this weekend. He kind of looks ready to go from my dumb naked eye on the television. He, he looked like he was good out there. And uh, on Friday, he would just, uh, for for another example, why Jared Allen would be great, he would just shore up some of the easy ones. Andre Drummond, he killed the uh, the, uh, the Cavs. He had 15 and 12, five offensive rebounds in just 23 minutes. Bruce Brown had four offensive rebounds. I think if Jared Allen is back, he'll control those backboards, and then he could do to the Nets what Drummond did to them, grabbing offensive boards. That's where they have to be taken advantage of. That's where the Nets' weakness is their front line. And it is a good thing. As I mentioned, Evan Mobley back. He's now played two games. He had 18, 10, and four blocks on Sunday. So this Cavs season that is a freaking roller coaster, losing their backcourt of Ricky Rubio and Colin Sexton and losing Evan Mobley, losing everybody's been hurt on this team. Now, if they can get back their front line uh, for Tuesday night, uh, I think it will go down to the wire and should be an ugly game. And it should be like Darius Garland, and Karis Levert uh, trying to make it work against yeah, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, which you automatically say, well, that's a losing equation. But uh, if Jared Allen is in there, I think there could be a fight down to the wire in this game. All right. Jason Fire 34 here in the stream team. Looking forward to the mm. Kyrie revenge tour. And Jason's saying first Cleveland here in this play-in game, Lee, and then Boston. So Jason's already looking ahead. He's got the Nets winning this game. I would assume 99% of people out there are going to be taking Brooklyn in a one game affair with a healthy KD and Kyrie playing, uh, obviously being able to play at home versus Cleveland. But what do you think? Or what are you watching in this one? Task broken yeah. down well. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Kevin Durant is the guy. You're not, you're not going to back against him against an inexperienced Cleveland team in this one game. I mean, it's not life or death here for the Cavs because they will have another chance if they lose. But seeing Brooklyn eight-point favorite, it's like, uh, yeah, that's a big-ish line because as good as Kevin Durant is, Kyrie Irving back there, they're only 14 and 15 in the 29 games he's played this season. And while his numbers sort of look okay there, he's had a couple of games like this recently where he's gone 12 for 32, 9 for 22, 7 for 22, nine for 26 like he does sometimes shoot badly and that could be something that if that if he goes cold if Kevin Durant doesn't get anyone else sort of supporting him scoring the ball because this is where as Tass mentions there Cleveland's going to win this game by just outscoring uh, excuse me Brooklyn's going to win this game by simply just outscoring Cleveland because they've got the firepower to do it but if they don't get that if Kyrie's having a bad night then I think that just gives the Cavs a chance the Cavs have played an incredibly good season. They've fallen off a little bit here towards the end, but they're largely healthy going in, especially if Jared Allen does play here. So if they can defend well enough and keep the game close, we've seen Darius Garland have some very good fourth quarters and they're just playing with that sort of confidence and that they haven't been there before. So it's not like there's a, there's a huge um, uh, history of, playoff failures with this team. Kevin Love's been very, very good for them coming off the bench. So if they can get that sort of production off him and keep it close, then they're a chance. I mean, it's in Brooklyn, of course, so they have home court advantage there. Brooklyn and Kevin Durant is the is the you know the hardest guy to guard out of any player on that team. But I don't think this is just going to be a whitewash here for the Nets. I think the Cavs believe they can keep it close, as we saw on Friday night. 
And then if they can, if they get it close down the stretch, they've got guys who I think they can at least believe they can maybe uh, steal a win here. So I'm excited for this one. I think it's really good, a really good matchup here. Cavs have got so much of this season that they want to keep it going as long as they can. If they were to win this game and get into the playoffs in their first go, that would be a great result for them. But I am, I am picking Brooklyn to win. Just don't think they're going to get that eight points out of it, though. Okay, so both Tass and Lee, Trey say Nets are going to win this game, but it's going to be close. These guys are making the case that Cleveland is going to, especially if Jared Allen plays, that it's going to be uh, tight down in the fourth quarter. Do you agree or disagree? And what are you watching in this one? I think it 100% comes down to Jared Allen's availability, whether or not this is a close game. Because if he doesn't play, I don't really think the Cavs have a chance. Chris Fedor, Fedor at the Cleveland Plain Dealer says there's pessimism regarding mm. Allen returning yep. for Tuesday. Mm. And if he's not there, for all the reasons Tass mentioned, it's going to be tough uh, for Cleveland. I think they went 7-11 and after he went down with an injury to end the season there. The Nets, though, are still going to need some of their role players to show up. We saw in the loss against the Hawks when Kevin Durant had 55, I think Kyrie Irving had 32, something like that. They scored a whole bunch of points, but everybody else was pretty bricky from the field, and the Hawks were able to steal a win. So that's kind of going to be the recipe for the Cavs is like, Slow down everybody else. You're not going to really slow down Kevin Durant. Maybe you can make things tough on Kyrie Irving, have him take a lot of shots. But, uh, you know, the Nets offense seems to be a little bit ahead of where the Cavs are going to be, considering the personnel that's available. But just getting experience is going to be huge for this Cavs team in a play-in game, in a game that really, really matters. Because outside of Kevin Love and, I guess, uh, Karis LeVert, they don't have any experience. So it's going to be a level up and we'll see the Nets take it a level up as well. They've been putting things together during the second half of the season, at least ramping up uh, their their effort going down into the playoffs. Here's a random potential hero for you for Brooklyn. LaMarcus Aldridge. He hasn't scored a point since March 6th. Hasn't played a wow. lot lately for the Brooklyn Nets, but he averaged 19 and 7 on 63% shooting against the Cavaliers. He's just taller than Kevin Love, so he can shoot over Kevin Love coming off the bench there. We'll see if uh, Steve Nash dusts him off. <laughs> yes, uh, that all said, can Kevin Love do what he did uh, against the Bucks this weekend? <laughs> and 15 minutes scored 32 points, hit eight threes, and uh, chipped in 10 rebounds, too. They're going to need a monster. They're going to need a monster. The Cavs to pull this off. Huge Garland game, of course. Like, he's got to be a, a rock there at the point guard position. Basically has to, to equalize what Kyrie is going to give him on the other end. So, you know, you're looking for that 30 point performance, which we know he can do. And then, yeah, you need a massive Kevin Love game here. You need another one of these where he just can't miss from three. That's why I find these predictions for playing games sort of difficult mm. because, I mean, we watch a lot of basketball. The, the worst team can beat the better team on any given night. And I don't even care like how high or low the stakes are. It's true. Mm -hmm. That all said, I would be pounding the Nets line there. What do you have it at? Eight, eight and a half? I saw it at eight. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think they actually are going to crush them here. Um, I guess this is me believing the hype of this team sort of with KD as their leader and, and Kyrie like, okay, it's go time here. And, you know, this is one game we, we take care of business and then we're at least in the playoffs. We can figure out how we tackle the Boston Celtics in a 2-7 matchup. But uh, I would I would like my chances. I like the Nets chances, excuse me, of... Uh, a dominant victory. I'll put it that way. Um, but then Cleveland will have one more chance against the, the winner of uh, Hornets. The Hawks. Which we'll get to later. Oh, he's calling <laughs> it now. Hey, standing room tickets. Yeah. Are they not no. available yet or what's going on here? Very weird. Very weird. Uh, hmm, I guess they'll just pop up later on. There's tons I of guess. tickets. So that's what I, they I tend guess. to do. Uh, okay. So all of us taking the Brooklyn Nets, 
definitely waiting to see what the Jarrett Allen sort of uh, decision is. Does he play in this game? Do they even? Is there anything here where it's like the Cavs are like, well, maybe we even quote unquote save him for the the next chance of beating uh, the the Hornets or Hawks? I mean, do we I see a little weird? I guess with a with a a, ra- a finger injury. I mean, if you can go, you can sort of go, but maybe there's something there. Uh, but yeah. Everybody taking Brooklyn. Let's hear from the uh, stream team. Let's hear uh, actual final uh, score predictions from the stream team. Let's see if anybody can nail this one. <laughs> Anything else, Tass, with this with this game that gets us started on Tuesday night, uh, 7 p.m. on, on TNT? Well, the Nets' depth uh, has become a bit of a worry. They got Curry and Drummond in the deal, and they picked up Dragic, which was a a phenomenal move. Uh, But he's been out uh, with a COVID sickness, apparently symptomatic, and he hasn't played in in several games. And he he really helps out. I I think that could be an issue. Uh, Seth Curry's ankle could be an issue. He's he's riding a bum ankle, but I assume they're just – saving him for this play-in game. So I'm just looking at ways. I'm trying to poke holes in uh, the Nets' chances here, but I, I definitely like the Nets' chances. That eight points is huge. But yeah, Kevin Love's has got to, Kevin Love has to be like he was on Sunday, scoring 32 points. And how yep. many minutes did you say there, 15. Skeets? 15. I wonder, our man John Hollinger made the case for Kevin Love being the sixth man of the mm-hmm. year, sort of uh, in, in the, his argument was, it's not just about points. Tyler Hero's just scoring points off the bench. Did Kevin Love score too many points to be John Hollinger's sixth man of the year now? He's just a point scorer now. Uh, But no, he has to be hot because, yeah, Garland and Levert uh, need help. But as I said, in the Friday night game, I know the the Nets don't want to play defense for four quarters, but everybody can go off. The Cavs can score against this team. It's just going to come down to the fourth quarter, and uh, Garland's got to be huge for this team. I'm I'm excited to watch him in a, in a sort of a do or die so to speak game. I know they get another chance whoever loses this game, but uh, big one here to try and figure out who is going to take on uh, the Celtics there again in the two seven matchup. Okay, well let's keep it going here. The second game on Tuesday night, it's one we've known for a little bit. Uh, Clippers versus Wolves. So the eighth seeded LA Clippers visiting Minnesota. Uh, Trey, get your howl on here. <laughs> what are you uh, watching in this? One game here. What's the next factor? What's your prediction? This is a huge test for the Timberwolves. They had a great season. Their best in, you know, 16 years, if you really want to make the argument. But they kind of uh, sputtered there at the end. They lost six of their last 10. And a lot of it just seemed like a lack of focus and kind of stopping doing what had made them such a fun team to watch uh, in the middle of March. And now they've got to beat the Clippers, who are basically the same team now that took two games off the Suns in the conference finals last year. Plus, they added Norm Powell and Robert Covington. Plus, Paul George is back, coming off three months of rest. And that really matters, because in the three games that Paul George played against the Wolves, the Clippers won those three by an average of 19 per game. The one game he didn't play, the Wolves won, but it was also COVID rosters. This also happened way back in the day, November. So early in the season before the Wolves were really clicking, but... Massive test for Minnesota, and the key to everything is Carl Anthony Towns. He needs to dominate this matchup, needs to dominate this game. Zubach and Hartenstein, big bodies, but Cat is an all-NBA center right now. He's going to be tested on defense. The Clippers like to run pick and roll. They're going to put him in pick and roll all night, and he needs to look for his offense, especially if he ends up guarded by Nick Batum, which happened a lot uh, during the series this year. Three games against the Clippers this year for Carl Anthony Towns, only 15 points per game on 42% shooting. That's not going to cut it if the Clipper or if the Timberwolves are trying to get out of this play in tournament. The X factor, I think, is going to be the Clippers playing small ball because the Timberwolves 
need Towns on the floor and they need him to attack the switches when he ends up with, a, you know, like a Terrence Mann on him. He's not Rudy Gobert out there. The guy can score from inside and outside. He says he's the best outside shooter, big man in NBA history. We shall see. He needs to have an all NBA style game uh, playing against the Clippers because that is a clear advantage for the Timberwolves coming in. So throw on those gorilla fight videos. Watch them <laughs> from now until tomorrow night, buddy. You got to be fired up. This cannot be a take a backseat game for Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, I think something to watch in this, uh, to speak to what you were talking about there, Trey, with uh, with Towns having to have a big, dominant game, is when Vanderbilt is out there, especially, that guy cannot stretch the floor. He has to be around the basket. So what the Clippers will likely put the center, the big, Zubats Hartenstein, on him, right? I say on in quotes because it's like they're sort of roaming. And they'll very likely put a Batum, a Morris, maybe a Covington on Towns. So a much smaller, but... Still physical, mobile forward, and Towns has to make them pay and and cook those guys. And, and I, I don't think that's easy, but, you know, this guy's one of the best centers in the game, so he should. He has to be huge because you can rattle Carl Anthony Towns, too. Mm-hmm. We've seen that. Uh, some hard fouls. He's a little frustrated. He can unwind a little bit in a game, and then, then he's picking up offensive fouls or he's throwing it away. So I think the Clippers are going to try that. And uh, I'll be fascinated to see how Towns uh, handles it. I, I hope he can. I, I think this is going to be a great game, Lee. Um, but what are you watching? In yeah, I, I hope it's a great game too. And the other thing I think in the Clippers' favor is Ty Lue, I think, is a very good playoff, play-in coach. You know, So I think he's going to mm-hmm. tactically uh, be very well prepared for this. Chris Finch, obviously, uh, this is his first go. Mark Stein reporting, actually, Chris Finch got a contract extension or is getting one uh, yeah. going into the, you know, after this season, whenever that happened. Weird timing, if you ask me. But uh, anyway, he has done a very good job. But... And and the, and the Wolves themselves, when they started winning, just before, as Trey mentioned, they went four of six of their last 10, they were starting to sort of, you know, act a little bit cocky and sort of say, hey, we think we can we can mix, mix it with the best teams in the NBA. Well, now's a perfect chance because even though they're at home, this Clippers team is experienced and Paul George has been pretty good since his return, but you'd still think he's probably finding a little bit of his game shape because it was three months out, which is an incredibly long time here. So the Wolves have to feel that they have the advantage. Patrick Beverly, I think as well, is an interesting player in this series because it's a bit of a revenge game, of course, for him. He loves these moments. He loves being impactful one way or the other. Could help his team? Absolutely. Certainly could harm his team as well if he doesn't know where that line is because we've seen him cross that several times throughout his uh, career and especially this season. So the Clippers... I think are the favorite or should be the favorite. I think uh, uh, the the line is actually Minnesota slightly, but the Clippers, based on experience, based on Paul George, and based on the way that Ty Lue can get this team ready, I think makes them probably the team that I'm going to pick. I, I'm interested. You're talking about Vanderbilt. I think Malik Beasley is an interesting guy because he can spread the floor for them yeah. and knock down those threes. He's been very good the second half of this season here for Minnesota, just getting out there. He had the 10 three point game, so they're going to need that sort of production from him. But I absolutely believe that it's Carl Anthony Towns' game here to put his stamp on the league and say he's likely an all-NBA player this season and he's got to go out and do it in a game like this where he can really solidify his place and get Minnesota out of that potential danger spot of maybe having to beat then San Antonio or New Orleans. They would be, it would be a disastrous season here if the Wolves weren't able to get out excuse me, get out of the play-in tournament. Uh, yeah. But that's that's the sort of thing. If they lose this game, then they've got a, just another tricky one that they have to manage to get through. So I, I think it's going to be great. I think this one's going to be very, very tight, maybe even a little bit sloppy, but I think you're going to see a low-scoring game here because uh, there's a lot at stake here for both teams. Yeah, it feels like Tass, 
I don't know, just my from my initial reaction scouring the internet that a lot of people are taking the Clippers. I think a big part of it is the experience. You obviously have Paul George, Norman Powell back. And maybe the idea like the Wolves, despite playing at home and that place, should, the Target Center should be rocking. I mean, like they haven't had a lot of great big games to get excited for. And they have a fun team there. But there is like, feels like there's a lot of pressure on them to win this game. Whereas the Clippers less so, I guess, because of their weird season. Uh, but what will you be watching in this one? Yeah, and the Wolves end of the season just struggling, and the Clippers just yeah they're they're playing with house money right now. They're the underdog. Yeah. Uh, uh, but at the same time, uh, the Wolves should look at themselves as the big favorite in this game. Uh, we're going to see what happened to Luka Doncic the last two postseasons against the Los Angeles Clippers in this one game. The Clippers are going to get rough uh, with Carl Anthony Towns. They're going to get physical with him, and, mm-hmm. and as Trey mentioned, he hasn't had a good season against the Clips, shooting only forty two percent. And so we're going to see, yeah, the guys who uh, were were um, assigned to Luca, yeah, like Marcus Morris and Batum, uh, to go just rough up Carl Anthony Towns somewhat. And Carl uh, Anthony Towns really has to test the officials and get as physical as he can on the offensive end, and uh, that he should be able to to win that battle. But uh, even if he wins that battle in the first quarter, the Wolves are. are Always a team that gets up in the first quarter. They always give the leads back. Uh, and the Clippers are really good at coming back from double-digit deficits. Uh, while the Wolves are among the league leaders in losing double-digit advantages. So this is going to be, uh, yeah, a bit of a roller coaster game, I think. The Clippers are good at getting down and coming back. They got down 0-2 in the first two rounds last season. Now it's got to be done in one game, but they came back and <laughs> won both those series last year. Uh, so they're going to try and, uh, you know, feel look at themselves like the more physical team like they have in the postseason past and uh, as the team that's got way more experience because they do. Uh, the Wolves really have have Beverly going. And as he said about um, uh, when he was talking crap to Russell Westbrook online, if you remember, huh, I made two conference finals with two different teams. So that's their experience right there. That guy and, the, and, and otherwise they're lacking in, in terms of the experience department. So, yeah, Chris Finch might have to go quick with. Uh, take a Jared Vanderbilt out, maybe putting Torian Prince in there to yep. extend the floor a little bit to give Cat space. But Cat uh, should have a lot of space uh, and and should be dominating. Uh, so uh, the other guys, I think, will follow suit. If Cat has a good game, um, then then the Wolves should win this thing. I know the Clips are the hot pick right now, but uh, really the Wolves should look at themselves as the favorite. Yeah, Cat. AKA Cat Williams, as some call him. Um, did you guys see that? <laughs> uh, I think he's competing with Anthony Edwards for for just the mic check after the game. Like uh, Anthony Edwards, so good on the mic. I've heard a lot of Carl Anthony Towns lines the last few weeks. Like he said, this game is the real deal. Holyfield. He's got a lot of a lot of lines. He's just throwing out there. It's, a, it's they're competing on that team. Beverly talks a lot, so Carl Anthony Towns just stepping up his mic game. I think it's wild to think he's only played in five postseason mm. games. Carl Anthony Towns. He hasn't played in the postseason. I mean, I'm calling this the postseason's playing, but since 2018 yeah. in uh, in one series that it was over in five. And this was a long time ago. He's a different player. You know, he averaged like 15 and 13. You know, he wasn't he wasn't dominant. They were going against a very good team in the Rockets there. But um, yeah, I'm excited to see him. I want to see him have just a monster. This is my game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, and instead, like I'm I'm terrified that we're going to be talking on Wednesday morning about like where was Cat. Why weren't they getting the ball? Where? Why was he demanding the ball? I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, and I and I do think it's going to be close. So let's get final predictions. Trey, um, who's winning this one game? Clippers Wolves on Tuesday night. 
One game, I got to go with the Clippers and my boy playoff P. Wow. You know, okay. I love how he shows up in the playoffs. <laughs> okay, okay. He uh, was Lee. great last year. He was great. I can't deny yeah. it. Yeah, he was. Okay, we got clips from Trey. What about you, Lee? Yeah, I, I also am taking the clips. I just think the experience, I think Paul George and, and the way that Ty Lue is going to get the guys ready, I just think the Clippers are going to do it. And uh could be a, it could be a little tough night there for the Wolves. Hopefully not. Hopefully I'm wrong, but uh, taking the Clippers. Okay, Tass? I'm riding the Wolves. Did you see Patrick Beverly on Sunday night? almost getting tossed from a game that meant nothing. <laughs> that guy's never talked before. I think he's ready for the playoffs. Uh, I just hope uh, that, yeah, the, the, I think the Wolves will be ready. Uh, the Clippers, uh, definitely Paul George uh, helped this team go to the conference finals last year. I think it's easy to sort of just forget about the guy just had two months off. Is he going to be you know, in playoff game shape uh, for four quarters here? We'll see. Uh, he could be for sure. Uh, but um yeah, I'm banking on the fact that the Wolves have done it for longer this season than the Clippers have. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely in that camp that everybody else is, you know, taking this as their upset pick. I can see that, but uh, I'm going with the Wolves. I'm also going with the Wolves. I'm with you, Tass, uh, especially because I want to hear Trey do his rendition mm. of uh, mm. the uh, the Wolves of Minnesota, the Werewolves of London remix. So I want to hear that, uh, and I think that place is going to be rocking. Like I said, Pat Bev is huge. D'Angelo Russell, I saw the stream team saying it. He is such a wild card. I mean, he can have stinkers. And then you obviously see like a sort of that all star, former all star sort of player in him. And he can have really good games. So it's like, which one are you going to get from him? I mean, flip a coin. Honestly, it feels like. But uh, I'll take Minnesota in a very close game here. Though, Tass is right. If Minnesota gets up. 15, 16 points in, <laughs> in the first quarter, second quarter. <laughs> do not turn it off. Do not go to bed on Tuesday night, okay? It's very likely the Clippers will come back because Minnesota will help give that lead back, and it will probably be close uh, down the wire. But let's hear from the stream team. Drop your predictions. Clippers, Wolves, let's see the final score. And uh, we're going to take our first break. But I got one quick question, Skeets. I was go meaning ahead. to ask. We haven't been together in the studio for a minute. Does somebody have a Timberwolves jersey? I feel like somebody did at one well, point. Well, Lee did. Yeah, but that that was Halloween. But no, that one didn't uh, make it from the uh, didn't studio. Didn't make the transition. My, mm. No. Oh, but okay. Uh, okay. let me make some calls and see what I can do for <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, I'll accept right. any wolf shirt. Okay. okay. <laughs> Timberwolf oh. jersey preferred. Any wolf shirt coming in number two. It. Right. Uh, remember when we got those? We got a, an Adidas shoe, an Andrew Wiggins shoe. I thought it was, the Timberwolves jersey was part of that package again. There was, there is it. a, there is a Wiggins jersey with yeah. the twenty-two on it, but I don't know, I don't know where that's located. Oh. These. Mm-hmm. Days. I'm gonna have to call our man Kaplan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tell, him, tell him to go search. All right, Lee's, that's what Lee's idea is. All right, mm-hmm. yeah, get him on it. Get him on I it. actually just can't believe, Trey, you don't own that classic uh, Three Wolves Howling at the Moon type of shirt that was popular for a couple of years. Yeah, there. it's pretty ugly though, so I <laughs> yeah, couldn't put well, it on my body. Well, just okay. couldn't do it. Um, okay, well, <laughs> the, if anybody the out there, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, exactly, exactly. That's uh, a bonner. well. He had the yeah, he had the one giant one. Yeah, the one, yeah. 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 Uh, if anybody out there has got a Wolves jersey, Trey can borrow, especially if they win on uh, Tuesday night. Then uh, holler at your boys here. Okay, we're gonna take our first break. Uh, when we come back, we'll start looking at some of the other playoff series locked in. We got some wedgies to show you, and of course, tweet of the night. So don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human 
in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. All right, back with No Dunks here. Doing big numbers here on a Monday. People are excited for the play-in predictions. So if you're new to the show, subscribe to No Dunks and smash that like button. Help us out. Okay, before we get into some of the other playoff series, and I want to ask you guys which one that we know of intrigues you the most, we had some more wedgies. In fact, we have had wedgies five out of the last six days. And it's well. We'll go back to Friday night. It was Keon Johnson in Dallas with the the little floater the sort of layup. Wedge. Yeah, a little wedgie there. <laughs> look at look at yeah. Luca <laughs> jumping up, That's hanging cool. on the rim to pop it out. So yeah, here's another look at it. Good stuff. This is number 38, guys. There it Sorry, is. Sorry, Burton's defense on this clip is very funny. <laughs> yeah. They should not have let him wear number 44. Too Sean Bradley for me. <laughs> <laughs> so that was number 38. And then we didn't have one on Saturday, but it's okay. We had one on Sunday, and it was Jalen Green from an interesting position on the Ooh. floor for a wedgie. That's deep, tough. I mean, he's at the top. I'm a little to the side, but sticks it because he goes left, and he's smiling. Yeah. He knows that's getting on no done. He's like, oh, yeah, what a way to end the season. Went for, uh, <laughs> what, what do you end? 41 points, I believe, uh, in that game. Yeah. Um, he's, been, he's been dominant to end the season. I think uh, six of the last seven games scored over 30 points. Uh, and the Rockets lost all of them, so flawless execution there by the Rockets. But uh, good season from him. And uh, I said, uh, Tass, that's enough for me to give him Rookie of the Year. Gets my vote. <laughs> stuck a wedgie. Scotty Barnes didn't stick a wedgie. Evan Mobley didn't stick a wedgie. Seasons is, their season aren't over. Oh, though, I guess. Yeah. Ooh, oh, well, that's true. That's true. Oh, regular yeah. season award, mate. They st- yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Jalen Green sticks. That's wedgie number 39. I checked a wedgie tracker. On pace for 42 when you consider the play-in games and the playoffs, which we, of course, do. So, yeah, we, you know, again, right now we're just hoping to not set the all-time record for mm. lowest amount of wedgies mm. in the season, which is uh, 40. Uh, mm-hmm. So need two more to, to avoid that, which I think we're going to get it. Don't worry. Okay. So let's talk a little playoffs. In fact, let me show you the playoff schedule that we know. Now, this is not play-in, remember. Those are on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then the final games of the play-ins on Friday. But on Saturday, and I think, Andrew, you've got it there in the yard, Jazz Mavs get us started at 1 p.m. Eastern on Saturday, this Saturday. Then we get the 
West number seven seed, so we're waiting to see if that's going to be Clippers or the Wolves, versus the Grizzlies in the 3.30 slot. Now we got Raptors Sixers. Oh, wow. my God. 6 p.m. start. What's going on? I love it. And we've got the Nuggets Warriors wrapping up that uh, day one of the NBA playoffs at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. And then the one we know on Sunday, it's Bulls Bucks. Though, of course, that one uh, is to be decided time-wise and network-wise, trying to figure out uh, where they're slotting that. So, Trey, we know, this is what we know, right? We know Bucks Bulls, 3-6, Sixers Raptors, 4-5, Warriors Nuggets, 3-6, and Mavs Jazz, 4-5. Of those four locked in, which one intrigues you the most uh, as we get you know ready for the weekend? Well, three of the four of those series sound pretty tight, Skeets, and I am obviously most excited for the guaranteed blowout. (laughs) (laughs) But your mileage may vary. The most intriguing, though, easily, Sixers versus Raptors. No one has more questions to answer than Philadelphia going into the postseason. They made the big trade for James Harden. He has his own playoff baggage in the past alongside everything that's gone on with the Sixers in the past five seasons, basically. Also, Philadelphia got the matchup they could not have wanted because the Raptors are deeper, they're more athletic, and they're better coach. But the Sixers do have Joel Embiid and James Harden. So the first question to me is, how many minutes is Embiid going to be able to play? Because he's dominant when he's on. 29 points, 11 rebounds per game, and the Sixers win those minutes. But he's not going to play 48 minutes a night, probably. It's also the first round of the playoffs, and they're trying to win a title. Which means James Harden's really going to need to play to his capabilities. Maybe a week off will be beneficial to him to get a little bit of his burst back. But he's going to have a tough go of things playing against a bunch of switchy, long, active defenders uh, in the Raptors. You also throw in the Matisse Thibel wrinkle. We know he's not going to be able to play games three and four in Toronto. Which means Pascal Siakam is probably going to be running wild once again. Because I doubt Doc Rivers wants to have Joel Embiid guarding him uh, for the entirety of the series. So... This one kind of feels like a toss-up. I mean, who knows? It basically comes down to, can the Raptors outscore the Sixers enough when Joel Embiid is sitting? Maybe they can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tass, I assume this is the one that's got you uh, salivating the most here, especially as a Raptors fan, a potential upset here in a five-slot. Yeah, I'm most concerned with Trey getting home for a, a game three. They're scheduled uh, on Sunday now for game one. That really throws things in a... And a flux there for Trey. Uh-oh. When's he going to go home for game three? For but, Bucks Bulls, you're talking. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Home, yeah. As far as I, I, I'm concerned for you too, Skeets. When are you going home for game three? It's a oh, Saturday, geez. game one. Six yeah. o'clock. Game- wow. That's that's so easy to get to, Skeetsy. You can't afford that, that, to that is an easy time to get to. You're right. I mean, you can, you're flying Saturday morning if you want. No problem. To, to Philly, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I'm... Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good points. Hey, hey guys, they're on the road, guys. Uh, They're killing it right now, Lee. But um, uh, listen, Raps fans uh, should go bonkers. Uh, They've gone bonkers all season long because they say their team gets no respect. And it's already starting. Shaquille O'Neal on TNT said the Sixers are going to win in a sweep. What the is that? What is that? Uh, uh, Raptors fans. That's you know, a man some, that hasn't watched a single Raptors game this season. Right. And, and a lot of America hasn't. Uh, and, 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 and that's what Raptors fans always say. And they've got a point in this case. Sometimes they get a little overzealous. We're not getting the calls. We're playing five versus eight. Well, right now, uh, they are not getting any sort of appreciation. The Raps just dismantled the Sixers. They beat them in the non-Embiid minutes, as Trey said. Embiid just got to play. A ton. 
And, uh, you know, if he plays uh, 45 minutes, if he can, uh, if Harden can help him uh, with when he sits uh, at the very least and help him when they're out there together, then the, the Sixers should be the favorites. There's no way in hell I'm taking them. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there's there's a bunch of factors. That, as Trey said, there's so many questions. Matisse Thibel can't play on the road. Uh, he would be phenomenal against Pascal Siakam, uh, to, to, even though he's, he's smaller than Siakam. To at least try and slow him down because the Sixers had to resort to putting Joel and Bede on Siakam, and that just hurts their overall defense. Anyways, I know we'll get into breaking this series down, but just first feelings, you got to be pissed if you're a Raptors fan, but then take a step back and say, we didn't have OG Ananobi, we didn't have Fred Van Vliet in that game that they just beat uh, the Sixers, so um, they've got to feel good at throwing not only OG at Harden, but Siakam, and then some Scotty Barnes. Uh, even some Fred just to peeve him off to get underneath him. And, uh, and yeah, can Harden just yeah reboot and say, oh, my burst is back? I mean, potentially he could be just, you know, passing off the last uh, couple months for these moments. But, um, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's the key. If he, if he decides to be uh, a 25-point scorer, then the Raps are just going to have a hard time. Uh, keeping up but uh, they have so many weapons and at slowing him down and and making him look uh, like he doesn't have that burst so it's uh it's gonna be fun yeah raptors sixers part part three let's call it that go all the way back to the iverson vince days and then (laughs) of course the uh shot in the corner to eliminate uh the the sixers in their championship run raps don't raps don't have many teams that they've played three times in the playoffs they haven't been to the playoffs very many times uh the the nets how many times have been the nets just twice Twice. Uh, sounds right oh well brooklyn they played brooklyn down in um the bubble and they played them oh so oh I yeah, in 08. Yeah, <laughs> didn't they play them? No. <laughs> no, you but in, in 2011, the Paul Pierce series as well. Oh, yeah, twice there. Yeah. So three times. Three. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, care. Yeah. I care. So this is number three for the Sixers, three <laughs> for the well, Nets. Well, it might be number three. We have to fact yeah, it. Might be no, that's true. We, we yeah. have not been well, on fire today. Here. Well, Masai Ujiri has said F the Nets at least at least twice. Um, so, Lee, and, and Tass said it, just for everybody joining us here live and listening. Like, we are going to do some deep dives and make our predictions for these series. But we have all week to play with some of these and we got a lot of shows to fill. So mm. we don't need to uh to do it all here today. But is there a series let's go to the west. Yeah. Like of those two series that we know, be it Warriors, Nuggets and Mavs Jazz, which I think both look pretty great on paper um and there's some questions uh surrounding a few both of those series, which one intrigues you the most in the, in the western conference? Well, I think the Mavericks Jazz now because Luka Doncic's health is uh under a bit of a cloud right now. He strained a calf yesterday. And according to In Street Clothes, this sort of injury, and again, we don't know the full extent of the injury right now, could potentially take 16 days for him to come back. Now, he gets a little bit of an advantage here because usually the playoffs, the, the season ends on a Wednesday and they playoffs start on a Saturday. Well, they ended on a Sunday and they don't start until uh, a Sunday now here for the, for the oh no, it is Saturday, sorry, for the uh, Mavs and Jazz. So he's going to have a few extra days here to at least get ready and potentially play. But that obviously casts a huge shadow over this series. If Luca can't play for the first two, maybe three games, then surely the Jazz, that's the sort of luck they need to be able to get out there and get ahead and potentially go out and win this series. Because I think with Luca on the court, I'd be shocked if anyone's picking the Jazz because based on several factors. The Jazz have just been so bad 
in the last half of this season. They gave up a huge deficit or a huge blew a huge lead here to the Phoenix Suns in a game that really didn't mean anything on Friday night, and they were bad there. So they've also had some uh, questionable playoff performances themselves in the last two seasons, blowing leads against the Clippers and the Denver Nuggets. There's obviously speculation about the relationship there between Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, and then Quinn Snyder's future is up in the air as well. So this is the sort of thing the Jazz need, a little bit of luck to go their way where they can maybe take advantage of another team that has got an injury. Now, for the Mavericks, even if Luca plays, they have some questions as to whether or not they're going to get enough help from him because he's been great in the two playoff series that he's played, averaged 37 a game against the Clippers last season, but they blew a 2-0 lead. They blew a 3-2 lead to the Clippers and couldn't win at home to, to knock the Clippers out last season. And I think part of the reason was they just didn't have enough help. Boban was maybe their second best player in the end of that series, which is not a good sign there for the Mavericks. But Spencer Dinwiddie's come over. He's been brilliant since he came over in the trade. And he's the sort of ball handler, creator, guy who can get his own shot. He's had a couple of game winners. He's stepped up and really helped out. But is, is guys like Finney Smith and Dwight Powell, can they raise their game uh, to, the, to the level they need in the playoffs? Because they have been better in the second half of the season here. But we haven't seen it in the playoffs. So I think this series is fascinating. Of course, uh, if Luca is in any sort of way not 100%, then I think it tilted back towards the Jazz. But if he is fine, if this is only a minor injury and he's able to go certainly in game one or two, then uh, I'll be taking the Jazz. Uh, I'll be taking the Mavs in that series. Uh, they have got home court advantage as well. This is a man that just got back from vacation. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> Hit me with another Boban. <laughs> ah, well, he was though. Remember, Boban started, and it was like he was actually <laughs> yeah, doing. You're right. He was right. better than Porzingis last year in the uh, in that series. So you know, Boban's still on that team. He's a big playoff performer. I mean, maybe against Rudy, he gets a handful of minutes. I don't think so. That's yeah. the, that's not the Why way. Why one on one? Yeah, they're just yeah. going small these days. But but yeah. look for the Utah Jazz. They will be honestly hoping and praying that Luca is at least hobbled in this series because they desperately need to win this first round series if they don't expect big changes in Utah. Uh, back to Bucks Bulls that three six matchup, Trey. Um, you know I, you're the Bulls fan, of course. You haven't beat the Bucks since 2017. I, I think is uh, yeah. How far it December 26. Crazy. That was wow. uh, that was my wedding anniversary. I'd been married uh, 2017. I guess I would have been married nine years. So Laura and I were just celebrating that, you know, that huge win over the box, not knowing that it would be another four years afterwards that they can't get a win. That's that's amazing. Um, What did you think of or what's your take on Milwaukee was ducking the Nets uh, this weekend with, you know, sitting a lot of their guys, losing their game basically on purpose, letting the Celtics jump them to take the two seed. Or, you know, you see some Bucks fans, I know Ziggy, one of them in our stream team, say, nah, this is what Bud does. It was a three and four night situation. Get the guys rest. They're not really worried about anybody. They've won the championship as a three seed. Yeah, what's your what's your take on all of this, especially with your team being the one everybody wants to play? <laughs> hey, you get what you ask for, bud. <laughs> Bulls are bringing Dunleavy back. Gonna get Giannis shaking in his boots. <laughs> uh yeah i mean i don't think the bucks were ducking anybody i don't think the bucks are scared of anybody you know i think that they are capable of beating the nets whenever they play them uh whether that i, I don't even really understand what the argument would be because they're going to still have home court advantage whenever they face the nets they're just got to beat them at some point and the bucks to me will still be favorites then uh so yeah i mean we'll get into our playoff preview for the bulls but I just hope they win a game. I simply, <laughs> I simply, I hope, I simply hope they win a game, and I hope yeah, it's I game three. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, ooh, okay. Uh, this is fun also happening in the stream team. Um, uh, Courtney Barnes jumps in to say, what's up? Just tuning in for a minute while waiting to get called back to the operating room for a C-section. I get a son today. Wow. So, amazing. Yes. Mazel tov. Congratulations. I hope it goes well. And, uh, you know, people are wondering, do we get to name the baby? Well, yeah, we should. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where are we going with Hank? Or are we going with <laughs> Gus. Uh, what about Gary? Gus? Gotta be Gary. Gary. Oh, it's gotta be Gary. Yeah. yeah. Gary Barnes. See? Yeah. <laughs> Get the stats up. <laughs> Gary Barnes, one of the best bowlers for Australia's uh, cricket team back in the 1980s, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> oh, Barnesy, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like Gary it. Gary Barnes. Okay. Well, congr- I can't believe we've got a no-dunks baby named Gary. Um, <laughs> anything uh, else to, to add, Tass, to uh, any of these series that we you know maybe haven't touched on? You know, the Warriors Nuggets one is interesting, too, because we don't know Steph Curry's status uh, in that series. It's, it's still up in the air, whether... When he's playing in it, I guess. I assume he's returning at some point, but is it for game one? Go ahead, Lee. I know you got a tidbit. It's better well, than my tidbit. Mine's actually back to the Raptors Sixer series. Skeets, I'm just wondering if you saw uh, Zilla's uh, email this morning. The newsletter? Yeah, the newsletter, yeah. yeah. It's not a personal email to each and every one. It feels like it, though. Yeah. It does. Uh, no, I don't think I did. Well, there's a little line in here that might uh, intrigue you a little bit. It comes from the Sixers Raptors series, and it says... The Raptors have no one in serious all-NBA consideration. Mm. That's interesting. Very interesting. Uh, that's very interesting. That's straight up wrong. Yeah. I was, uh, I was very surprised. Zilla's usually on top of absolutely everything in this league. I was very surprised. Maybe it was just an oversight. Oversight. <laughs> Okay, fascinating tidbit. Well, that's a nice, uh, you know what? Way to, way to set me up, actually, because I wanted to give everybody here listening and, and joining us live sort of the breakdown of what we're doing this week. So on tomorrow's show, we'll do the play and previews and predictions for the other two games. Cause we've already talked about the two on tomorrow night, which is the Cavs nets and the Clippers wolves. Then on tomorrow's show, we'll talk about the Hornets, Hawks and Spurs Pelicans. So we will predict those and preview those tomorrow. I on tomorrow's show, Lee, mm. and this is you set me up nicely here with that Ziller tidbit. Um, I'll be doing my 10 all NBA teams tomorrow. I sat down last night. I put way too much time and effort into this. It's ridiculous. Then I had a guy on Twitter like like making me rethink where I've got Aaron Gordon. And I'm like, oh, God. Maybe I do have to have him on the 10th team. I thought he was going to be a snub. Oh, he's, it's tough. It's tough. It gets very difficult when I get down to my 8th, ninth, and 10th team. So, yes, the 10 all-NBA sicko teams, uh, I'll share those with you guys tomorrow, and you guys can get all upset. And I got a bunch of snubs, so don't worry. <laughs> On Wednesday show, we'll recap the first two playing games from the night before, and we'll start doing our deep dive uh, on the actual playoff matchups because we'll talk about we'll be able to talk about the Celtics versus the number seven team, which we'll know be it Cavs or Nets, and we'll talk more in detail and make our predictions for the Bucks, Bulls, and for the Sixers, Raptors. On Thursday show, similar idea. We'll recap the other two playing games from the night before. We'll do our playoff and. Uh, Previews and predictions for the West series, including the Grizzlies versus the number seven team, whoever we find out that is. And then on Friday's drop, we'll preview and predict the final two playing games for that Friday night. Like we'll set you up deciding who's going to be the eighth seeds. And we'll just tackle some big questions about the NBA playoffs in general. All of that coming this week, in addition to 
New no breaks, Trey, uh, tomorrow. Is that correct? That's right, buddy. Australian okay. GP. You watched it last uh, yesterday, Lee? Last I'm, yesterday? I'm <laughs> catching up. Uh, I'm catching up. Uh, I was on the plane yesterday, but yeah, uh, yeah, it was a pretty exciting one. I know that. <laughs> oh, spicy. Very spicy. <laughs> so that's no breaks. And then we've got new uh, Survivor no buffs coming on Thursday, which is uh, we got a two hour episode uh this week on wednesday which is which is very difficult because we might be going down to the fortress for a hawks game mm. if anybody can get these tickets uh lee you got to keep uh refreshing, mm-hmm. refreshing refreshing mm-hmm. yeah now that i'm back in the u.s i can actually access Ticketmaster's website so uh that's yeah, very, that's good to know weird. yeah wouldn't work while you were there eh? very very um, weird yeah any uh any uh you know fun things to share with us in the last couple of days uh in aruba of your, of your vacation uh yeah it was uh it was pretty good it was very very windy i have mentioned that before extremely windy down there um but also <laughs> okay <OKC>? see what's that <laughs> nothing yeah no, but uh <laughs> great place and i just had a fan actually just dm me this morning and said uh hey you want to go and get some buckets while we're down there but i missed him i missed him so uh it couldn't happen unfortunately i would have loved to have oh. gotten some buckets down there in uh in Aruba, but uh, yeah, great place, great country, very nice people. Uh, highly Too recommend windy. it. Yeah, just a little windy, <laughs> just a little windy. But it would um, tough to shoot around. Yeah, yeah, that would have made it even more fun, though, wouldn't it? You know, wonder how the uh, wonder if they're good at uh, driving inside the Arubans. I don't think they'd have too many. Uh, probably don't have like great jump shots. You know. Yeah. Mm. Might have, yeah, it might be some. There might be some double rims out there too. Oh yeah. The, the weather. Yeah. Uh, those outdoor courts it might be tough. Yeah. Okay. Great. I'm glad. Uh, the by, by the way, I'm, I'm very excited. I just want to pitch a little again to uh, No Breaks tomorrow. I'm very excited for my appearance there because uh, the Grand Prix in Melbourne, you know how many like Melbourneian men just want to talk about the Grand Prix as if it's ours and we own it? And like, you know, like, because everyone's driven around the track, it's like a street track. You know, they close it off for the race. And so, uh, you know, before in the weeks leading up, the cops just get so many people speeding around the tracks because everyone's just ripping around in their car thinking really? they're right. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. So uh, all the petrol heads come out. It, it, it's great. It's a great Grand Prix. <laughs> save it, mate. I, save I, it. I, this I, is going to be our first question. Oh, I was right, talking to you all about Melbourne. Oh, uh, apparently this yeah. was the biggest sporting event in uh, Australian yeah. history. That's crazy to me. When? Yeah. Over the weekend? Yeah. yeah, I think they said like 400,000 people or something attended over the three days. So they're well, calling it the biggest event. I that, guess. No, That's I think, because I don't think, I think Adelaide even had bigger crowds back in the 80s and 90s. I think this maybe is the biggest Ooh. Melbourne Grand Prix crowd. Uh, ah. And also at the tennis, I'm sure the tennis has had bigger crowds than that <laughs> over the two weeks there. But anyway, this is great. Tune this in to No Melbourne. Breaks tomorrow. We're to- counting down the top 10 uh, attended <laughs> events in Australian <laughs> history, including Lee's performance in the grand final. <laughs> okay yeah okay so yes there there's there is the week but uh for you uh not you petrol heads you nba heads you hoops heads uh tomorrow we'll do the play in previews and predictions for hornets hawks and spurs pelicans we gotta take one more break when we come back uh, a very fun tweet of the night this episode is brought to you by Michelob ultra the official beer sponsor of the nba want to get closer to the game than ever before Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Been doing a bunch of retirement planning stuff lately. So I've had documents flying in and out the mailbox. A lot of signatures, both analog and digital. A lot of phone calls, a lot of stamps. Got to get my long-term future straight. Yeah. Let me tell you, Skeets. The things we build our future around are the things worth protecting. 
Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Watch your assets. With Trust & Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash nodunks for 10% off plus free document shipping. Trust & Will's website is simple to use and the process is straightforward. In no time, you'll have peace of mind that your assets and wishes are secure with easy access and control of your estate planning. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs, whether it be care wishes, nomination guardians, final arrangements, or power of attorney. It's easy to ensure your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings or the state deciding what happens to your assets. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with Trust & Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash nodunks. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash nodunks. Speaking of uh, movies on TV, I've started noticing that Weekend at Bernie's is on a lot. I think it's back, like it's back in the uh, in the zeitgeist. I'm telling yeah, you, it's really strange to me. I love it. It's one of my favorite movies. But, like, People just I, referenced it so much that they're like, oh, "We got to so. put this on TV." Tass, I'm 100 percent convinced. I, I don't it. remember this ever seeing this in the guide, and now I see it all the time. Weekend at Bernie's. Um, so yeah, maybe we should do a film session for Weekend of Bernie's. Uh, okay, did they get make to... a Weekend of Bernie's too as well? Yeah, I believe so. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I saw it though. Crazy. Still dead though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, spoiler. Uh, let's get to tweet of the night. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Yeah, I've got a tweet of the night here. It's actually a video from at Bleacher Report, but I will describe what's happening for everybody listening. Drew Holiday started Milwaukee's loss to Cleveland on Sunday, his 67th game played this season, but he didn't stick around for long because seconds after the opening tip, Holiday intentionally fouled Darius Garland, exited the game, you see him go off to the bench, and he never came back. And he gets a little standing <laughs> O from the Bucks players. So why? Well, a lot of you listening or watching to this you guys are sicko so you know but holidays game total 67 games played it triggered a three hundred thousand dollar plus bonus in his contract and so him just playing lee in that 67th game you know they don't want to risk an injury to him obviously got a big series coming up against the bulls and uh he he got it eight seconds boom he's out yeah, uh, and we see this from time to time. Hmm. These like uh, either yeah points you got to hit or rebounds, assists, games played. Uh, but this one, this one's very. It's really funny to me because it's like, couldn't the Bucks and maybe they can't because of the CBA, but couldn't they just say, hey, we're just gonna give it to you? Yeah, sixty six sixty six games, eh, close enough to sixty seven. We're good. We'll addend, you know, a, a little addendum on that. But instead, he goes in there. I don't know. Strange. That, that's what I thought too. It's like, why go through all that in the incredibly unlikely chance that he would roll his ankle or something because he probably warmed up and that. Why not just say, ah, oh, close enough, good enough. We'll give you, we'll give you three hundred thousand instead of three hundred six. What about that? We'll we'll cut it off for six. Oh grand wow. I mean, yeah. <laughs> maybe they maybe they can't. They like. Yeah, they, they, I guess again, it's again legally can't yeah, probably possible, but uh, but funny moment, Tess. Wonderful moment. Uh, yeah, it's one of those where this team that won a championship can say, oh, yeah, 300K, no big deal with a smile on their face. But if it was a poopy team uh, and, a, and a cheap owner, 300K, 
might be a, a little anger from the owner, but in this instance, they're doing it with a huge smile on their face. And Yanis was pumping him up, really excited. The whole bench really excited, especially because it's Drew Holiday, a guy that everyone yeah. loves. Uh, but yeah, this this trade that we often talk about, a lot of draft picks, a lot of capital traded for Drew, turned out to be a, a well, well worth it. 300K on top, no big deal. Uh, Chris is a little confused, Lee. Mm. Oh, not that one. Stupid stream here. Um, <laughs> Lee, he is not injuring his ankle going up to grab someone at a quarter speed. I think you meant in warm-ups. He said what? warm-ups, Chris. Yeah, Chase. come on, Chris. Yes. Anything can happen. Glenn McGrath rolled his ankle just before the second test of the Ashes in 2005. Knocked him out for the series. <laughs> Australia lost for the first time in 20 years. Crazy things can happen, oh. man. In your face, Chris. Yeah, yeah in your face, in Chris. In your face. Yeah, for yeah. three hundred grand. I mean, what's what's Drew Holiday earned in his career? He's on a he's on like he must have earned like two hundred and fifty million in his career. <laughs> I mean, you know, is he going to need that three hundred thousand more? Maybe it's in the contract, yeah, man. That's right. Don't mess that's with right. his money. Yeah. Also, I think it ends up costing the Bucks even more than that because of uh, um, luxury tax. Over the luxury yeah. tax, yeah. I think it's like I think it might be over a million dollars. It ends up costing them there. Maybe in addition to the rebounds thing, stuff like that. But anyway, good point uh, here by Ziggy. Right. NBA is watching the Bucks like a hawk. They got hit with a tampering fine not too long ago. They had the yeah. problems with uh, trying to sign Bogdan Bogdanovich. They lost some draft picks for that one, so they got to do it by the book here. But Skeets should have just weekend at Bernie's them. Have Giannis and Brooke Lopez just like carry Drew Holiday out there for the tip? Hold him, he's wearing glasses on. Why not? Why not? I, I do love the clip too, because you can tell that Drew has told Garland, I think, in advance. Like before right. they like, I'm gonna come up and wrap you up here. I'm not I'm not playing really tonight. I'm just playing to get my bonus. I, it feels like that to me. And Garland because Garland's laughing as uh, Drew starts approaching. He's like, oh damn, he is gonna <laughs> Well if he knew he should have shot the three at least and then then all right, you know. Ooh, go to the yeah. line. Yeah. That's <laughs> good, good. Chris Paul would have for sure. Mm. That's next level thinking. Okay, so uh fun uh fun tweet there from Bleach Report. I know Worldwide Wob had it as well. That was making its way around the, the Twitterverse yesterday on Sunday with fifteen games on. <laughs> Lee, how'd you watch them all on that plane back? Uh, they have live TV on uh, Delta Good. these days, yeah. So uh, after I watched a couple of Kirby enthusiasms, I tuned into a little uh, little basketball. So. <laughs> no Mrs. Doubtfire to, to watch? That's like Weekend of Bernie. Sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. And sometimes <laughs> when it's there, it's like for six months straight and then it's, you just can't find it anywhere. So, I know. Jeez. Yeah, these, are th- these things come in cycles. They do, right? they do. It's time to bring back the Doubtfire. <laughs> I'm still, Hashtag. yeah i'm still how laughing. have they not remade that like every other movie has been remade hey yeah. vince carter never went in the dunk contest again that's perfect <laughs> <laughs> no but people have said people have said you know that that he ad-libbed so much there's a whole other cut of robin williams just going off the cuff there and uh right, just make it make a second version yeah and, and the director i can't remember who the director is uh has basically yeah. said that they are going to try to do that at some point so I, I would love to see that that would be wild been working <laughs> on it for 30 years yeah, wow. yeah. okay uh well let's uh let's wrap up this classic just uh right there it goes it goes mrs doubtfire weekend of bernie's and this monday podcast here from no dunks um but we'll call it here Again, really excited for uh, tomorrow's show where we'll preview and predict the other two play-in games. And then the games start on Tuesday. No games on tonight, which is uh, a little wild. So, hey, Lee, take the night off. All right. All right. Why not? Okay. Go back to vacation. Uh, yeah, I know. Email in the NBA questions, though, guys. <laughs> no dunks at theathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at No Dunks Inc. Get yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. A dollar a month for up to six months right now. Some great stuff. Uh, Bill Aram had a great article on the Vogel 
uh, getting canned here by the Lakers. I thought that was uh, an amazing article. Actually, it was funny, Lee. He started yeah. that article on The Athletic sort of like a LinkedIn like job post looking for uh, for the next Lakers coach. It's pretty funny. So uh, highly did, recommend you check it out. Did he send it to you in an email? <laughs> um, no, that one I, I seeked out on the website. But uh, thank you to Tom Ziller for sending me and Lee an email every morning. Uh, I can't wait to dive into that too and correct him on his mm. uh, Siakam there. He's, I think Siakam is going to make it. So do actual. All-NBA uh, team. I By the way, I made an addendum to my All-NBA teams. LeBron, they only lost 49. You can't lose 49 games to be All-NBA. So he's out. DeRoz- he's out? Yeah, DeRozan's going to a forward and Trey Young's coming in as a guard. So, uh, perfect. Wow. Okay. Okay. There, okay. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I will share my uh, 10, yes, 10 All-NBA teams uh, on tomorrow's podcast as well. The, the, the sicko teams and all the snubs I have. So, uh That'll be fun. So join us tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern, live here on YouTube. Till then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. I'm just showing the boys my elbow. Whoa. Uh, I will bleed for this show. I'm not good at taking care of my wounds, but as I said, I did some up-downs in uh, Disney. and uh, I suck at putting Band-Aids on. Yeah, that's just a carpet burn. And, ma- and maybe I caught a disease, like Danielle said. Yeah. I'm not yeah, sure. I'm never touching a hotel carpet ever again. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> Embrace the day, people. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.